This episode of the e-commerce playbook podcast is brought to you by Parker, the credit card built exclusively for e-commerce. Get ready for this. You can free up cash flow and grow your business by getting net 60 terms on every transaction. You did not hear that wrong. Net 60 terms on every transactions. Go to getparker.com or check out the show notes to learn more. Hello and welcome to the e-commerce playbook podcast. My name is Andrew Ferris. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode. Today on the show, I'm going to talk about a really fundamental question when you are running any business, kind of at any level of the business, and that's to think about what it is exactly that you are selling and then to optimize everything about your marketing approach to that. There's features and benefits to nearly every product, but that doesn't mean that you're always selling the same type of product and that those features and benefits should be expressed in the same kinds of ways. So we're going to get right into it right now. I hope you enjoy this episode. Clarifying for me as I think through this across my client load right now. Let's jump in. So the point I want to make on today's episode is actually really simple, but it's very easy to lose sight of, especially if you are any kind of person who is listening to and engaging with a lot of resources online. And I'm going to guess that you are that kind of person because you're listening to this podcast right now. You know, there's so many like ways to do it. There's ways to do it. And those quote unquote ways to do it normally are well-meaning and come from people who have their experience in their business or their brand or whatever and are sharing their experience publicly or they're in an agency or something and they have pattern matching. And so they're seeing patterns or they're, you know, they're having some pattern matching happening in their brains as they look across a lot of different businesses. And so they're expressing and sharing those patterns with you and saying, okay, here's what I'm learning from across all of those. And that's great. But there is something that is important here, which is that your business may in some fundamental ways be very different than the businesses that anybody else is looking at. I've told this story before, but I'll always remember starting off moving from when I was working just at Kalo selling silicone wedding rings as a media buyer. It was my first job in e-commerce and I moved into an agency and so, you know, we'd been incredibly successful at Kalo. I, I just quickly corrected myself from saying I had been to saying we had been because it was a team effort and there was this moment of magic for Kalo. And that was my narrow window of experience. And because of that, I expected everything to work like my experience was. And so as soon as I got other clients, I started trying to do what worked for me at Kalo. And I found myself anytime I'd be on a call referring to, well, here's what worked for me at Kalo. And I actually very quickly got to a point where I was like catching myself realizing like, oh my gosh, all my stories are from one place and the client's probably sick of hearing that and they're going to realize that like I don't actually have broad experience and maybe I don't have the expertise needed. Well, as it turned out, that was kind of true. I didn't have that expertise more broadly at the time and the next year plus, maybe two years of my e-commerce journey was learning that things work really differently for lots of different businesses. Now, there is a wrong way to receive that comment. The wrong way to hear that comment is that there's no pattern matching possible. And that's not true. There are lots of things that work across businesses, but there are some specific things that may not. And if they don't for your business, it might not be because it doesn't work or it might not be because you're doing it wrong. It might be because your business is different and it might be different in this one particular fundamental way particularly as I'm thinking on the ad and marketing side, not just on the ad side, but just a general marketing side, growth marketing approaches, they, at the end of the day, come back to the relationship between customers and products and products and brands. And so how your product is sold may be fundamentally different than how other products are sold. And I got thinking about this, maybe if I give you an example, it'll help. I got thinking about this because of some current and recent clients that I have worked on, okay? And so I wanna just ask the question, what is this client selling? And go from there. So 
So one brand I've worked on, I don't think these guys will mind if I say this, is Simple Modern. Simple Modern is a company that sells drinkware, you know, tumblers and bottles and mugs. They're a big omni-channel business. They've been really public about being, you know, having a really big Amazon business. They, I think they sell more drinkware than anybody on Amazon. They're in every Target, every Walmart. Like they've done very, very well. And I'm working with their team, really talented people on their D2C growth, on their ad side. If you think about what Simple Modern is selling, they're at a lower price point than like the Yetis of the world in a pretty crowded category, but with a really massive total addressable market. Everybody drinks out of cups. Everybody drinks out of cups. So there is just sort of like the potential customer reach of Simple Modern is just massive. Now they have an idea of who their core customer is, and it's not the same as Yetis, and it's not the same as others. And there's a few reasons for that. One of them is the way they position their brand, and one of them is the way that they price their products, and one of them is the ornamentations and colors and options on their products. You know, and all those things appeal to different customers than say Hydro Flask or Yeti or whatever. Okay, but if you just think for a second about what, try to answer the question: What is Simple Modern selling? Well, are they really selling how cold or how hot their drinkware can keep their tumblers and keep your drinks? Well, kind of, right? I mean. In the sense that their products are really great and really high quality and do keep your drinks very cold or very warm for a ridiculously long time. I actually had this experience the other day. I had one of their mugs in my car and I forgot I left it there. I got back into the car and I was like, oh my gosh, this still has ice in it. And it was like hours later and it was in the car, like I think maybe even in the sun. And it was just like unbelievable to me especially because they're priced much lower than some of the other insulated, vacuum insulated products in their category. And so is that what they're selling? Well, in the sense that when a customer receives the product, yes, they do experience it to be at a very high quality, especially relative to the price. Yes, they are selling that. But that there's no way that the way that I'm going to win on Facebook ads with Simple Modern or even on their product page is by arguing for how long it keeps your drink cold. That is a true feature and benefit of the product. And when somebody receives the product, they will experience that and they will go, wow, this is a really high quality piece of drinkware. But that's not what I'm really selling them. That's not what the hook is, okay? And on top of that, like, do you really want to go make the case with a sort of features and benefits explanation-driven ad about how much better it is at keeping your drink cold? Probably not. Instead, what they are selling really is something that is beautiful, and as they sell something that's beautiful, over time, the customer will also realize it's very high quality relative to the price. And the way I know this is that when we put up different products in Google Shopping, in Facebook ads, etc., audiences respond completely differently to them, right? What they are responding to is the design, the design aesthetic of the product itself. And now Simple Modern is a mature enough business to where they're constantly releasing new designs and new products. And therefore, I constantly have new quote-unquote ad creative to test. But you know what the ad creative really is? It's just new products. And so then it becomes a game of like sort of using, like thinking well financially about the business and scaling the business according to things like inventory and what's available and really getting clear about Cactel TV targets and things like that. And then doing everything we can to build a process to, to get all of our new products in front of people in the right ways. Now, I have some other ideas about how Simple Modern can think about other ways to reinforce the brand and the product. I think the brand is gaining some traction in some ways. I think there's a certain kind of person who can validate that the product is a great product via influencer marketing, things like that. And we're working on other things besides that. But right now, the number one ad that's working for that brand is imagery of the product depending on how desirable the product is. And that goes from anything from like a product that like basically does not resonate at all. It gets no return and Facebook doesn't even really deliver the ad because it just performs so poorly relative to our cost caps. Or there's products where like it doesn't really matter how high I raise the cost cap. Or it just like keeps performing because there's just 
more and more volume there than I realized and everything in between. And the difference between those ads is not some brilliant bit of creative. It's the product itself. So what are you selling? The design. It's the exact same product designed differently. You're selling a design at that point. And then the website does the bunch of work of like reinforcing that this is a good quality company that you're going to like, that reinforces the brand, all those kinds of things. So that's one of them, right? Now, you can go take that to an extreme other end of the AOV spectrum. I told you about a furniture brand I worked on that's, you know, average order value in the thousands of dollars. And what are they selling? Now, I think I've said this before. I think if that furniture brand said, this is going to be the most comfortable couch you'll ever sit on, eh, I don't think that's going to work. So actually, it's in some ways very similar to Simple Modern in that it becomes all about things like design aesthetic, design aesthetic. That becomes the number one thing. But then the creative has to do a, a bit of other work because now you're in a more expensive category and you also have to convey that this is worth paying for, that the quality is good, that it's going to ship in a reasonable amount of time and all of those kinds of things. And it won't be a huge pain to return it if you need to return it. And there's some elements to that because it's a big piece of furniture and it's expensive. You know, that it'll look right. And actually you may even need to do some work if you're in that business to like help people realize how to fit it into their home and to, to get the design right and all those things because somebody's not just going to see this in somebody's hand like a cup. They're actually going to like come and walk into your house and have an assessment of whether or not your house is beautiful or whatever, you know, so there's all this pressure to think about it like that. But ultimately... That brand, what they, what their copy and what their creative should do, and they're very good at this, is sell a lifestyle, a dream, an aspiration, something like that. And they're, they're one of the founders had told me that's the way they think about it. You know, people are thinking about aspiration in their house. So again, it's probably the wrong approach, save for maybe a couple of categories. Maybe leather is an exception here where you need to say some things about the quality of leather. But even there, like I just think the basic idea here is you're selling the brand. And that means from a business operations growth perspective, what you need to be doing is just desperately protecting and conveying the brand to be exactly right all the time. It's the most important thing because you're charging a premium price. Now, again, just like the drinkware example, people will go look at different points at examples of sort of like, they're going to shop in the category to know whether or not this is quality. And if you sell total crap, it's going to catch up to you. So that's not the point. It still can be and should be high quality stuff. But that's not ultimately what you want to try and sell. Now, compare that to working with Bamboo Earth. Bamboo Earth is like full-on problem solution. And you absolutely have to sell Bamboo Earth's ability to solve the problem on somebody's face. <laughs> like like you, you do. And now... You know, there's other things that support that point related to the brand and the brand actually may be part of how you build trust with the customer that you're not lying to them and that this stuff really will work. You know, you think about the idea of sort of dermatologist recommended. Well, what that is really trying to do is say, you can trust us when we make claims about how this is going to work on your face. Bamboo Earth doesn't do dermatologist recommended, but like that's something that has been at some point. I don't know if it still is, but common in that category. And the point is just trying to say, like, we want to give you a trust signal that this, what's the point that it really will solve the problem. It's a very problem solution oriented approach to selling. And so Bamboo Earth, when you look at their creative, that's really helped them over time. It's been a constant approach to new angles with different customers speaking really directly to problems people are experiencing or their sense of their problems, such as premature aging or dry skin or oily skin or breakouts or whatever. Like all of those things would be different things that Bamboo Earth products can really solve and yet people are experiencing. And so the job of the advertiser or the growth marketer is to think at every touch point, how do we convey that this really does that very well. And the brand becomes a support to that problem solution. So now how do you make sure the brand is trustworthy and how do you make sure the brand is beloved in certain ways? Because ultimately that's also gonna be why people come back. 
in that case. So people are going to come back and buy more of this skincare product that's consumable because it worked for them and they like it and it makes their face feel better, etc. So that I think is how you have to think about that. Now, there's another tweak to that same thing. I've worked also with a company that's in the fitness space. And this company really is interesting. They sell fitness implements, you know, like different weight type things, you know, and bands and stuff like that, that you use to make yourself stronger in these specific ways. But those really are in support of something else, which is that this brand has a unique way of approaching training. And so what they're trying to do is while they actually make most of their money on the implements that they sell, the way they stand out is in the programming itself. And so the task of the advertiser there, the growth marketer there, is actually evangelism. It's to convince someone to change the way they're living their life, right? It's behavior change. And you have to then take that person and say, if you do this thing differently, and this, by the way, is not trying to convince somebody to work out for the first time. It's trying to take people who are already working out it's their main customer, is taking people who are already working out and help them to be better by changing the way they're working out so you can get better results. And so the advertising needs to say, and this is what I'm working on with them right now, how is this different than what you're doing before and how is it better than what you're doing before and how do I convince you of that? How do I show you this truth? And it's, it's really interesting problem to solve because it is better. Like I can just tell you it is. I've, I've looked at the research. It's incredibly Millions of dollars have been poured into this company's research for backing their approach to things. And it's a better way to do things. And it's a really specific niche space, but it's a better way to do things. And so now the task is to take all of that information this company legitimately does have that really does work and convince somebody that's the case. And then when they're convinced, what are they going to do? They're going to buy the product. So at this point, I'm not trying to sell the products themselves really. And so talking about the elasticity or weight or whatever of those products or durability or something like that of those products is going to get me nowhere. It doesn't work at all. What I have to do instead is say, you should train this way. And when you train this way, that will work. You think about this same example. And so it's really different again than any of the examples I've said so far. And you could see like working on all these at once has made me realize, oh, I've got to balance. I got to change my mindset when I go from company A to company B to think about like, how am I approaching selling here? It's really, really different and make sure that's correct. You can get into this with other categories that are known, right? Food and beverage is going to be really different. What are you selling there? Well, probably taste, honestly. That's, you might be selling some other things. I mean, it could be health, could be something you're selling. Uh, I haven't worked on that for a little while. Apparel would be another one where, where it's really different. Again, that's probably sort of like, uh, you don't want to probably go down the route of saying this is more comfortable than something else. It might be value that you're selling. I could think of like a brand like Fresh Clean Tees. I've never worked with Fresh Clean Tees, but I wear their clothes all the time. They're comfortable shirts, but really it's like comfortable shirts that fit and they are solid color shirts. And like, I just like them. I go through them all the time. What are you trying to sell there? Are you trying to sell this is the best maroon shirt in the world? Well, probably not. But you probably do want to say like, hey, you can sort of outfit yourself all at once for a reasonable price with comfortable, well-fitting, good quality shirts, right? That's a different thing than say the true design brand, fitness apparel, athleisure. Those might be really different as well. And that might be really more about, you know, the comfort's a big part of it, but also really it's going to be influencer driven in that case, just to say like, this is a cool brand that you can wear and you're going to put the brand logo all over this stuff, you know? Fresh Clean Tees, I wear their stuff. They don't put logos on anything. I don't know, let's say I was working with, well, I mean, the obvious example is Nike, right? Like I, I hate it when e-com companies compare themselves to Nike. Hey, you're not Nike. They're a very different business than you. But in this case, they're going to have a logo all over everything. And what Nike has established is that it's cool to wear Nike. And they've established that with influencers and athletes and all those kinds of things. So they're selling something really different than Fresh Clean Tees despite being in the same space. 
So you get the idea. There's this question for your business, which is what are you really selling? And then how do you craft your marketing message to back that up? That's really what I'm getting at. And that's what you have to hone in on. If you can't answer that question with clarity, and you should probably add to it, who are you selling it to? You're going to have a really hard time getting your advertising sort of formula correct. And that's going to make, make it really hard to grow your business the way that you want to. As always, thank you so much for listening. I got a great response from an episode I did about email recently from an email marketer who was just challenging me on some stuff. And, you know, I still think I'm right, to be honest with you, but I really appreciated the response. It was really helpful. And I'm just so glad when any of that ever happens. So uh, as the best place to do that, as always, is on Twitter at Andrew J. Ferris. That's F-A-R-I-S. I would love to interact with you there. Also, if you would rate, review, subscribe, all the usual things there, that all really helps us a lot. And if this has been helpful to you, that's one way you can help us. So hope all is well with you and your business, your family, all those sorts of things. And we will see you next time.